Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back from uh, the music break that we just uh, left now. And before we left, we gave you the heads up that we would be talking about one thing that has made waves, one incident that has made waves in you know, across the north and also the rest of Nigeria. And it's a case of the young man, the Nigerian singer who was sentenced to death for blasphemy in Kano. So an Oppo Sharia court in house in the Hausawa feeling hockey area of of Kano State said that Yahya Yahya Sharif Aminu, who is 22 years of age, was guilty of committing blasphemy for a song he he circulated via WhatsApp in March. Mr. Sharif Aminu did not deny the charges, however. So, but the judge Khadi Aliu Muhammad said that he could appeal the verdict if he so wishes. So, the states, the states across no- northern Nigeria, which is a Muslim-majority region in Nigeria, use both the secular and Sharia laws, which does not apply to non-Muslims, by the way. So. We have seen a lot of um, backlash from people, um, unfortunately also from Muslims, from young Muslims. And it is unfortunate that people don't really understand the laws or the concepts of Sharia law. So with us today uh, via phone call is our good brother Abdullah, also known as Pen Abdul, if you follow him on Twitter. Salaam alaikum, brother. We hope you are doing well today. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, well, mashallah. So, enlighten us. What is, what is the concept of execution for blasphemy in Islam? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Islamically, yes, the concept of uh, execution is, uh, and I'm going to reduce it down to what we're discussing now. Mm. But you have execution in cases of apostasy, mm. wherein uh, someone, you know, uh, uh, a Muslim becomes a disbeliever, you know, making the statement and uh, uh, a statement which could imply kufur, or his actions uh, uh, indicate that he has left Islam. And uh, you could have this apostasy in belief, you could have apostasy in words, and apostasy in actions and by omission. So, uh, I, like I said, I'm just going to see how we can reduce it to what we're discussing. So the issue of, for example, uh, insulting the Prophet ﷺ, first, the scholars said, whatever those that is guilty of apostasy, first, I hope you understand. Yeah, now, yeah. whoever insults the Prophet ﷺ, now is guilty of apostasy because you can't be a believer and now uh, impose on the right of the Prophet ﷺ and the personality of the Prophet ﷺ. Mm. Now, uh, this concept, the scholars perhaps derive it uh, from the practice of the Prophet ﷺ himself. Now, 
or what happened during the time of the prophet because you have a lot of people saying, where is this written? Uh, you know, is there a verse that is pointing towards that, that the Prophet ﷺ commanded that uh, anyone that insults him should be killed? Or how many people insulted the Prophet ﷺ and how many were killed? You know, of mm. question around that. Now, the simple way to approach this is that uh, to understand the concept of the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, what he does, what he commands, and what he approves of, uh, silent approval of the Prophet ﷺ. Mm. Now, uh, one of the famous cases that uh, some of the scholars use as evidence for this, before we even delve into what the later scholars have written extensively on the issue, is the case of uh, Ka'ab bin Ashraf, uh, the hadith in Sahil Bukhari, hadith number 4037, uh, Kitab al Marazi, wherein, uh, you know, uh, specifically the Prophet asked that who is going to kill Ka'ab, you know, and, uh, you know, the Prophet he took the responsibility. Uh, yeah, to, yeah, to execute Kaab bin Malik. Now, uh, Kaab bin Ashraf, one, Kaab bin Ashraf. Now, everyone will tell you that he was guilty of writing poetry, vile poetry against the personality of the Prophet because the Prophet specifically said, Kaab has harmed Allah or has annoyed Allah and his messenger. Mm. So who is going to kill Kaab bin Ashraf because he has annoyed Allah and his messenger? Then Muhammad bin Muslima took the Kaab. Now you have other people now trying to say, but he was not only guilty of inciting vile poetry against the Prophet Sallallahu or writing, but he was also uh, inciting the non-believers as, you know, uh, he went to Mecca the defeat of the Quraysh and the Battle of Badr to incite them to take revenge what happened to them during the battle said of those that she did mm. inciting insulting writing vile poetry and impugning on the rights of the Muslims each one of those sins was as qualified him to be executed. Not that a combination of them was what made him to be executed. But one, that, uh, you know, one sin, one sin. But each, yeah, each one of them is vile poetry against the Prophet Sallallahu was enough for him to be executed. His mm. fighting of the Quraysh against the Muslims was enough for him to be executed and other things that he did. And uh, that case was, you know, uh, closed in Kabin Ashraf was executed by Muhammad Muslim and his uh, comrades. Mm. Now you have the other case of um, uh, you have the other case of a blind man that killed a Jewish woman. Yes. Or his wife. You know, he had Ummu Walad, uh, a fruit concubine that gave back to uh, his child, who was in the habit of insulting the Prophet Wasallam, and she would say bad things about the Prophet Wasallam, And that the blind man would tell her not to do that, but she wouldn't, you know, stop. She tried, she did not take any heed. Then, uh, one very fateful night, when she started to insult the Prophet Wasallam and, uh, you know, hold uh, by two pretty comment about the personality of the Prophet that he took a sword or a dagger and, you know, he killed her. He killed her, yes. And then the following one, yes, the following one that came to the Prophet uh, 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 
the incidents was mentioned and the professor Lassalle gathered men around him and he, he said, I ask by Allah, the man who has done this action, because they saw a woman that uh, that was killed, but nobody knew who killed her. And the Prophet uh, was asking. Then the blind man stood up and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm mm. the one that who did who did it. Yeah, I'm the one. But the reason, it, yeah. yeah, but the reason was because she used to insult you and she used to say vile things about you. And I tried to stop her from doing that, but she did not take any heed, and it became, uh, uh, you know, part of her habit. She was a good woman. Had children with her, she, you know, she was kind to me. But all of these did not count mm. because of what? Because of uh, insult against the personality of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, he did not uh, ask him to uh, uh, pay any blood money because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam simply said, uh, "Bear witness, there is no dia due mm. for her," which means. If it was punishable or he has done something wrong, that is mafhum. That is mafhum al-kalab. What the Prophet Sallallahu just said. What, what, do we, what, what is the inference? Yes. It, it, it can be deduced that there is no... And this hadith has been classified as Sahib Ashik Nasir al-Albani in mm. Sunan Nasai. And uh, there are a lot of, you know, Abi Dawood has this hadith. Uh, Imam Darakutni has this hadith. Uh, you know, uh, Imam Bayhaki uh, al-Hakim uh, has it in Mustajak al And, you know, a lot of scholars have uh, narrated this hadith, and Ibn Taymiyyah has it in Atharim al-Maslul, ala shaitim al-Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, yes. he has... I, I remember during Ramadan, uh, His Highness uh, Nusi Lamido also citing uh, the works of Ibn Taymiyyah from that, now, for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah, Ibn Taymiyyah specifically wrote a book, and look at the title, Atharim al-Maslul, you know, an unshaded, uh, the unshaded sword against the one that insults the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know what? You know, Atharim al-Maslul, a sword is unshaded. It means the sword is ready to kill. Yes, so, exactly. But who carries out the ruling? Mm. For a Muslim, in a Muslim dominated area where Sharia is recognized and we have our penal code, we have the Sharia uh, that is recognized by the constitution of Nigeria and the northern part of the country, we can carry out uh, the Sharia uh, rulings on certain issues that uh, uh, relate to the religion that we profess, in this case, Islam. Islam so yeah. now, now, Ibn Taymiyyah, uh, Rahmatullah Ali, he, he unpacks this and, you know, part of the discussion uh, also that the scholars have around this is that, yes, if a Muslim does it in a Muslim society, the first thing is that he has apostated. Yes. Now, the debate and the execution, you know, uh, uh, Imam al-Khattabi, he said, I do not know of anyone that has a contrary opinion with regards to the execution of the one that insults the Prophet mm. So this is scholars reaching a point of almost, you know, unanimity. A, a level, having a level field on the issue. And yes, that whoever insults the Prophet And remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given mm. us a leeway to understand that the consensus of the scholars forms a part of the Sharia. And, mm. you know, a majority of the scholars, on that because each opinion that you bring, there is a contrary opinion. Yes. 
ليس كل رأي معتبر you know it's not every opinion that is worth looking into but whatever issue you bring up in Islam there is a contrary opinion within the Islamic you know ruling you will have a scholar that has but it's not all opinions that are legitimate so if we have a case where the scholars of Sunnah when they said you know almost unanimously agreed upon it doesn't mean that you don't have other scholars that do not agree with that position but it means that this is the general consensus and it forms part of the Sharia أليس كذلك وما يشاركك الرسول أو ينو الله سبحانه وتعالى says ويتبع غير سبيل المؤمنين and he follows the path other than the path of believers. Now what the believers have taken to the path of the Sharia, يعني what when we talk about we are talking about the scholars recognized scholars within the fold of you know Islam and this is what Imam Khatibi said. They've reached a point of you know, a level ground, unanimously that, you know, execution. Now, where you have debate is in the issue of repentance. Now, some scholars said his repentance will not be accepted. Yes. But some scholars said no, like Ibn Taymiyyah even has the opinion that if he repents, Allah will accept his repentance. Yes, exactly. But it won't, it won't deter him from being executed. Mm. Now, his repentance will be of value to him between he, he between him and allah is between him and allah between him and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so uh, uh generally this is the issue and now uh where you have a non-muslim being that if this non-muslim is living uh, on that treaty with the muslims uh, as you have the case of you know the likes of captain ashraf mm. he was you know uh living in medina then he went to mecca to start exciting people then he came back to uh, medina and its environs to keep on writing vile, writing uh, you know, vile comments yes while the prophet asked have sad been fathers to be you know uh, giving him some tough rejoinders on that also now where a non-muslim is living with the muslims within the you know uh general umbrella of a treaty that he is bound to respect the laws of the Sharia. He's not obliged to pray. He's not obliged to give zakat. But mm. now he's obliged to respect the rules of the Sharia because of the cover that Islam gives him. Security, social welfare, and whatever he enjoys within the Islamic state. And then he will be allowed to practice his religion. But yes, it's, but it's a so quick question. A, a quick question now. because of the luxury of time. Uh, no. Brother Sani wants to ask you a question. Okay. What do you no. think about the Amnesty International challenging the verdict, that the judgment, the sentence passed by the court? Well, well, I, I will just uh, read out what Mulan, uh, you know, the Muslim Lawyers Association of Nigeria said. And, uh, you know, well, we don't know. Amnesty International, unfortunately, you only come here when religion is involved. But mm. if the ruling is in accordance with what they want, um, before I answer this, you know, when, when the old man was sentenced to death for raping a child, yes, yes the Amnesty yes. International will not step in because the entire Western world is a big slogan and the slogan of to rape. Say no yeah. to rape. Say no say to, no rape. to rape. They are yes. not saying any, not, there is nothing like say no to Zina. Say no to fornication and other two, but say no mm. to it now mm. because it's not consensual. Islam proud at it. Islam has condemned it. Islam has given you know because it's the same Sharia 
court now that has given that ruling that the man be executed. But you never hear them talking about human rights that an innocent old man will be executed. Maybe you need to consider him. Maybe he was overpowered by lust and other things. Nobody's talking about those things. But now it's not the issue of the person being killed. What they are actually trying to push out there is to tell you that who is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu that just insulting him will attract capital punishment? That yes. is the issue. Yes. It's yes. not about taking the life of another person. We have drug dealers that have been killed, drug peddlers, and we celebrate. In Nigeria, you have people saying that we should have capital punishment for public looters, those that have public, that betray the trust that has been given to them. Government should start killing ministers that are found. We have people clamoring for this. I, mm. I don't know if you understand my point. Yeah, in, we do. in China, you have, you have drug pregnancy. In Malaysia, in other parts of the world, you have capital punishment and people celebrate all of those things. But when it comes to the insult, hold at the beloved of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, it's not the capital punishment because every day people are executed. It's not about people's life being taken. They, they, they sign abortion laws into their, uh, abortion rights into their laws. They don't have issues with people taking the life of fetus and infants. Yes. But now the issue is they are actually trying to tell the world that who is Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that they are insulting him will attract capital punishment. So yes. it's not defending the rights of that person, but it's actually trying to tell us that who is Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We don't how can just insulting him attract that? But then they don't understand that. Then quickly, you know, this this judgment. Mm. This judgment, as Mullah has rightly stated in their, in their press release, that without prejudice to the right of appeal of the convicts, mm. this is because the Supreme Court has decided in the case of Abu Bakr Shalla versus State, 2007, okay. case 12, MJSC at page 52-53, paragraph G-B, mm. that the position of the law under Sharia is that any sin and adult Muslim who insults, defends, or utter words or acts which are capable of bringing into disrepute, odium, contempt of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, such a person has committed a serious crime which is punishable by death. Supreme Court. So, 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 so this is a chest closed. Hmm. No. So now, uh, and this is what we need to push out there. It, yes. It's nothing new. It's not something new. And, you know, if you are applying for a U.S. visa, for example, yes. the U.S. government gives you conditions as, as a Nigerian, as a Madagascan, as, you know, a, a, a European, wherever you are from. If you are applying for a Nigerian visa, Nigerian government gives you a condition. Now, they won't give you that visa until you sign a document that you will agree, or you have agreed by the terms and conditions. of. And when you go to U.S., you don't behave as a Nigerian. You respect the laws of U.S. When, when you're, when you're in Rome, laws, behave like a Roman. You are the Romans too. So even if those laws are contrary to the laws of Nigeria, you are not there as a Nigerian now. You are there as someone that has been granted permission to live in U.S. for a certain period of time, but have agreed to respect the laws of the town. So the same thing, we are Muslims. We live by the principles of the Sharia. So what, now I tweeted this three days ago when this issue started raging. Mm -hmm. I said, when Allah asked the Muslims to stop worshipping, uh, you know, idols and to worship him alone, the Muslims accepted that. The mm -hmm. Jews, the Christians, and the other non-Muslims did not accept that. When Allah commanded us to pray five times a day, 
the Muslims accepted to pray five times a day. The Jews, the Christians, and all the non-believers do not accept that command. Mm. When Allah say give zakat, when Allah say observe some in the month of Ramadan, when Allah say perform hajj, all of these things, they have agreed that this is your sharia. We have no business with that. You do zakat, we don't do that. Yes, exactly. Now we are saying that this is sharia, telling us that whoever insults the Prophet should be executed. What's the big deal there? It's us. It's our Sharia. You have no right to come to my house and tell me, why am I closing my door by 9 p.m.? <laughs> you have no right to, to, to ask me. You have no right to tell me, why are your lights not on when you are inside the house? It's my house. Even the king of the town cannot just budge into my house. He will have to seek for my permission. Yes. So you can't just start talking about Islamic Sharia when you don't have that you know, belief in what the Muslims believe in. So I think it's just uh, an issue of hypocrisy. I'm sorry to use this strong term, but it's an issue of hypocrisy and uh, uh, a deliberate campaign to continuously present Islam in the, in, in, uh, you know, negatively using the men, uh, you know, mainstream media. But again, Alhamdulillah, yes. we say respond with knowledge, yes. not with not with insult. So, so, so I've taken my time now for the past five days to mm. be releasing a short episode on the personality of the Prophet without, of course, compromising on the rule. And we are vehemently, you know, vociferous on the on the ruling that yes, whoever insults the Prophet should be executed. It's about the deterrent. And I give an example. If someone All should right. insult, so, sorry to cut you off because you know we are running out of time right now, brother Abdul. Yeah, and. Thank you. For our listeners, he elaborated so much on the where the rulings come from, the source of the rulings, and the incidents that happened during the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And he gave examples of uh, people who were executed for the blasphemy against um, against the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. So right now, where we stand is, as we say in the Quran, "Lakum dinukum." Exactly. You have your faith, I have mine. So thank you very much, brother Pen Abdul. You can also you can follow him on Twitter. He also has a website at penabdul.com. And for more information, you can contact him directly. He is very open. He's an open book. <laughs> he he is willing to discuss with anyone. So thank you very much, brother Abdul, for being with us today. So this is where we draw a curtain on this podcast. So, and brother Aliu, thank you so much for being with us today. And also Sani for being my co-pilot <laughs> <laughs> on this show. So, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.